Hey guys, I just want to have this moment with you and say thank you to my day one fans, man. I really appreciate it, man. This is like a dream come true. So Texas is where I'm from. So all my fans in Texas, thank you so much. My Virginia fans, thank you. My North Carolina fans, thank you. My Oregon fans, thank you. My Washington fans, thank you. My Tennessee fans, thank you. My California fans, thank you. My Ireland fans, thank you. My Germany fans, thank you so much, man. It means the world to me. Season 2 will definitely start in November. I got a big, big surprise. Me and my dad is going to collab with this one. It's going to be amazing. But I just want to say thank y'all so much. This episode right here is between a single mother and a single father have a conversation about having a child and the roles that we take as parents. Shout out to Nikwa. Thank you for being my special co-host. Thank y'all so much. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. It's your boy, Fashion Lloyd. Man, I stay dropping hits. Y'all already know, man. It's gonna be another. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. It's your boy Fashion Lord T, and I'm here with a new co-host. I'm excited about it. I'm definitely excited about it. Um, she's amazing. She's beautiful. Uh, her name is Nikwa. <laughs> she's so shy this is funny so um we're i'm a single dad she's a single mom so we're gonna have um a topic that i would definitely want y'all to hear uh different points of view uh from a single mom from a single dad's point of point of view of the things that we you know go through every day um you ready mm-hmm all right, so the question um, I have is, um, is it important for you to to continue to co-parent when the other co-parent doesn't want to be involved of a child's life? How do you know that other parent doesn't want to be involved? Because it's been consistent. You, you definitely see um, how the other parent um, operates. And you would definitely know it. I mean, you know when your other co-parent wants to be involved and other co-parent that doesn't want to be involved. So you can tell. I just feel like there's a difference when someone tells you they don't want to be. Yeah, you know, someone can show you. But I feel like as long as they don't tell you that, you should still kind of give them the benefit of the doubt to a certain extent. That's how I feel. Because some parents, like, they tell you, like, I don't want nothing to do with what's going on with y'all. Like, leave me alone. Okay. But then you have some that may come in and out, which is not good. But what do you do if they try to fix it and be consistent? Like, at what point do you forgive and try to help them be consistent? So what do you, so what do you normally do? On your, on your situation? Um, with my situation, um, I ran into issues where I felt like the other parent didn't want to be involved. Uh-huh. But knowing how much my kids love their dad, uh-huh. I keep giving him that benefit of the doubt. Okay. Even though sometimes it's not 
healthy for our relationship. Mm. The kids don't understand those kinks we were trying to work through. Got it. I got you. I I think ours is ours is definitely different. You know what I mean? And um, with mine, it's what's best convenient for her. And I'm at a point where I don't I don't tell. Like um, it's it's normal. It's like her routine is typical. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to um uh Elijah. I don't really tell her nothing because to me it's like me it's like a waste of time. And do I think it's important? I don't think it's important. If that parent doesn't want to be involved, cool. It's time to move on. Let's do what we gotta do. And if if she asks, then yeah. But if she don't there's nothing it's not I can important do. to you, but it's important to your child. I think my child knows that right now. It's it's the fact that He's learning. I, I don't have to put a um, a blanket over his head so he can see the picture, basically. He, he sees it. So it's me just standing back and let things happen when I know it's going to happen because I know this person very well of what kind of things that she does. So it's typical for me. I just feel like as the child gets older, they get to see their parent for who they really are. But I feel like being the other parent, you should always keep that line of communication open with the child and the other parent to give them that opportunity whether they want to turn it down or not. That's I, how I feel about it. That's I, what I do. Like, with my situation, yeah, like, I, like, sometimes that relationship between him and I isn't healthy for our kids. And I can, like, definitely admit that. But my kids are not in a situation where they have to be present in that they live a life where it's as consistent as possible. And then when it comes to their dad, you know, we try to make it work as best as possible. Hmm. Even with all the bull we go through. Correct. I just think it is important for that other parent to be there unless they like say like, no, I don't want nothing to do with y'all. It just should always be like a little bit, like just this much room to try to work on it. I don't. <laughs> Everybody's the, different, though. At the end of the day, like like we all grown people. At the end of the day, you know what I'm saying. We made a quote unquote invisible contract, basically a word of mouth, saying that hey, if we lay down, we have a child, we're going to raise the child together, mm-hmm. whether. We had that agreement or not, but I think everybody has that agreement. I mean, you know it's a cause and effect of of, of that. And so for me, it's more of I had to step up way more than she did. Right. And it was like, okay, cool, let me get a benefit of a doubt. So, you know, a year passed, two years passed, three years passed, Okay, then that's enough time for me because it's like, okay, um, if he has surgery or going to a doctor or anything, it's supposed to be a mutual thing mm-hmm. when it whenever it wasn't. She didn't really care or put him as a top priority. Have you ever had that conversation with her as to why she's in and out the way she is? Um, No, I haven't. 
at the end of the day, will you ever give that a chance to find out for sure? Like why she is the way that she is. Um. So that way you'll better understand why. Not that you have to compromise what you do, but at least you'll know. I think it was because of how she was raised. I mean, how she was raised. Uh, but you're what, assuming you don't know for sure. I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty like I put all my marbles on this one. Is mm. like definitely how she was raised. Okay. I mean, I I, I seen it, so I I dated her. I mean, I I knew her yeah. her mom and my dad. You know, got arrested. So, and I know how her sisters operate, mm. and she's more of you know trying to compete with the sisters. And so, on that, it's okay. Like, okay, cool. We got we got a child. Okay, okay. So what now? And then we in this bubble where she had more experience than me. So I was like, okay, I was the type of dad that read books, magazine, want to practice on the on the uh, teddy bear of how to do a diaper. <laughs> like I was, I was that, and the biblical cord. I wanted to cut it. The doctor gave me permission to cut it. Mm. I was happy. I, I mean, I remember everything of that whole day. You know what I mean? I made sure she was okay. I had watched, um, I think it was a Phoenix Suns play Spurs. I forgot what game it was. But I remember it was in like t- 2008, around February around February 1st, my son came at 2 o'clock in the morning, I want to say. And I, I, w- I was there. Like, I knew everything. Like, I was happy, mm-hmm. but it came to a point where I'm like, okay, cool. I know women go through their stages after the baby, and I was like, okay. But it came to a time where it was like, you're not doing anything. You're not, you know, helping. If, if it was like, I'm taking control of everything. And that's what... I feel th- like I went through that part, like being a mom, like being a first-time mother... Mm-hmm. And then when I gave birth to my son, like, I was in a foreign country, so I wasn't near anybody of my family. Like, I had to do everything with my myself. And yeah. then with a person that, you know, I was with for about a year, and we were mm-hmm. learning each other. Like, all of that stuff takes a big toll on you Correct. being a new mom. So I went through that, like, postpartum, like, not wanting any, like, not wanting to touch my baby, not wanting, like, stuff like that happens. That stuff is real. It does. That's real. And it changes the way that you think forever. That never goes away. Mm. So that that may have triggered something, not speaking for her, but it may have. You know, you never know. For me, it changed my whole way of thinking when it comes to my children. I have insecurities when it comes to my children. Like, do they love me? Like, Am I doing things right? Because when you go through postpartum, it completely changes your whole way of thinking. Correct. I mean, I, I mean, from now you're saying that, you know, I, I see that side. But they always say, like... And sometimes men don't understand that they may not get the same woman that they had before they had the child. Mm. And some men don't know how to accept the fact that, you know, you changed. Like, why are you this way? But it's not like, why are you this way? It's more like, I can't really control why I think the way I think right now. Like, I'm trying. Mm. And a man not really understanding that, they put more pressure than understanding. So the woman gets deeper insecurities and deeper in depression, deeper in anxiety, which 
filters over into you taking care of your children and being insecure about yourself, wondering if you can and can't do things right. Like all that stuff mm-hmm. is a long term thing if a person doesn't understand and can't support that. Uh, it's, it's, it's definitely a team because, you know, um, for men, we we try to be, I'm talking about men, I ain't talking about boys. Men, we try to be there whenever, you know, the the mother of a child goes to everything, you know, the cravings and all that. We got to get up early in the morning because they want some crazy stuff. And then we look at them like, do you really want it? And then they, then they give us this favorite line, it's not for me, it's for the baby. <laughs> and and I, I so we, we fell for that. We go out there and do it. And then once the baby come, um, the mother-child does a lot. You know, they, they stress, the hormones, they're going through a whole cycle. So the guys do take care of the baby, the men. I'm talking about the men. We do take care of the baby, and we try to figure out everything. We might not be experienced with it, but we do try to figure out. And I think... Since you said that, I think now, like, the first child does, you know, see and loves is a dad because they have a connection with the mom in the stomach. Do you think that plays with the women as far as, like, you can't really do nothing because you're going through, you know, this these stages and you have to look and see, like, the baby father doing everything and seeing, like, that connection? Does it play with the women at all? You mean, like, the connection with the child and the dad? Yeah. Yeah, that does take a toll on you. Do y'all get jealous of that? Absolutely. I did. Okay. I felt like my kid liked being around my dad, their dad more than they did like being around me. But that's just the insecurity of going through those changes while you're after you have a child. A, ch- a man instantly falls in love with his child. Correct. Instantly. Correct. When, oh, when you fall in love with a woman and she goes through these changes, some men don't know how to accept those changes and know that things can get better. They expect you to snap back and get it right and be there for your kid. And sometimes it don't work that way. It don't. You do develop jealousy and insecurity. I know I did. Okay. I I think because for me it, it it was that even you know, I like I me and my me and my uh, baby mama was probably um, less than a year uh, or close to a year or something like that. I can't remember the time frame, but you know we decided to have Elijah, and so. Whenever, you know, the baby came and everything, it was like you said, it was an instant love for my son. And so for me, it was more like, okay, well, let me, okay, now it's my turn to step up and be, you know, the parent right now. Let me do everything that I have to do. So it's more like, okay, I'm doing this. It, I think it is like that because for me, it was like, okay, I'm doing all this stuff. You still sleeping or going through your stages. I'm like, okay, cool. So we go to a doctor, you know, we get medicine, you get diagnosed, and then we like, okay. And then for guys, it's like, well, we need you, we need you clock back in as well too. I think, I think that's what you're trying to say, right? 
Yeah, but why is there a time limit on when you can clock back in? Man, we don't have enough patience. No. I, I, I speak for that proudly, and I'm working on that. I feel like there's a stigma when it comes to women having a child that they should instantly get back to normal, and that's not fair because sometimes women act like they're going back to normal and their stuff is like eating them up inside. And they don't understand the reason why they're acting the way that they're acting. And then it can just go downhill from there because they're given this pedestal to be put on because it's necessary. But is it necessary to make sure you're okay first before you go back to normal? Hmm. I feel like a lot of women skip that step because of the pedestal they're put on or the pedestal they put on themselves. I got you. I got you. I mean, I can see where you're coming from. I definitely see where you're coming from. For for men, it's like, okay, cool. We're doing this. And then we're still thinking about, okay, I, eventually I'm going to have to go back to work. And so I think that plays a part, too, is the fact that, you know, we know our, you know, mother of the child is not at 100%. But what can we do? Like we have to have a job. We gotta have food on the table, and you and you are off, you know, for um, that time being. And it's like that does play with you know our mind, because it's like the things that you know women do say whenever they after the postpartum or during the postpartum that that, that they say, is it triggers us because it's like. I I can't sit here much longer because we I, like I have to bring in money. Mm. So I just think it's the it's the way that whom you know it's the way you handle it. Hmm. That's that's the thing. it's just the way that you handle it. I think if you handle it the best way you can, be understanding and understand that this is just something we got to work through. Then I think it'll be fine. But if you're going through something like that and, you know, you're going at it and not trying to be understanding and pushing the person to do this and pushing the person, it's not going to work. I got you. But when is that conversation going to happen? Because during a time, like, y'all make a baby, okay, cool, we got nine months. So now so now we finna grind hard so we can get the child whatever it needs before it comes to the world. And then once we in it, it's like the conversation never happened because it's we we are going through the motions. Right, the conversation should happen when that you both realize something ain't right. Mm. So you think early. So you think. So you think when y'all take a test and, and you're pregnant, you think that conversation should happen right then and there. Yeah, that's part of the process of pregnancy, getting prepared as much as you can. You should be able to go to classes to figure out what things you can expect, things you can't expect, or they talk about stuff like that. What what is postpartum like, and mm-hmm. they make sure before you know the mom leaves the hospital, like they ask them series of questions like that. So those conversations need to be had prior to you having a child, so that way you know how to handle it when it happens or if it happens, because it doesn't happen to everybody. Yeah, I mean, I can definitely see that. Um, and just a lot because we're we're still trying to figure out each other. Then on top of that is, you know, can we mentally um, 
be prepared? Can we mentally, you know, take this new role of the responsibility that we're going to have? Can we take each other if we're still trying to learn each other? Um, it, it, it does a lot. So we can have this great conversation, but are we going to last to nine months? Are we going to last forever? Is it going to be like, you know what? I can't handle this. You know, you're going to have to do what you got to do by yourself. I mean, it, it conversation like that should happen in a, in a perfect world, but it's not always the case because mm-hmm. we're going through a lot. I'm still trying to learn you. You know what I'm saying? And the baby comes. It's a new. It's not enough conversation because the baby comes first. The baby comes mm-hmm. first. You know the. That's how it happens. The son, the the child, mother is going through stages. They're tired. You know what I'm saying? And we gotta stay on top of everything. We gotta know when the baby hungry and what the baby is, or why the baby crying like this, or what pictures this is for the baby. And you gotta check all these things. And I think that conversation happens never because we keep going through these motions. Mm-hmm. So I do agree with you, you know, that conversation should happen, but in the in the world we live in it, it don't because you're never really it don't until prepared. it's too late. Correct. Mm-hmm. Now we in in therapy talking about this when we should have a conversation like that. Okay. I like this conversation though because <laughs> it's different points and it's making me um, think about things. Think about things. Hmm. Am I gonna act on it? Probably not. But so, what's the point of learning it? It's 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 more of to to understand. Like like in in the beginning, I'm I'm not finna, I'm not finna tell you how to be a parent. Obviously, there's ways and things like this to to work on that. And if you're not trying, I'm not gonna help you try. I'm not gonna help you do your job. That's that's a waste of time because I have to take care of a child. I gotta pay the bills. I gotta do all these other things. Who knows what you're doing over there? Obviously it's not helping me. So me thinking about, man, okay, my son need this. Let me call her or let me call him. Like, no, like that's, for me, that's not, agenda on mine obviously you don't you don't want to be a part of it cool i have to learn and accept it once i learn and accept it then we move on because that's going to stress me out more because i gotta pay for everything and then you look in your bank account and just keep going it's keep going down and down and down and then the parent calls out of nowhere asks you a stupid question and then all of a sudden, now you mad because not in the question, you mad because of the fact that they're not helping. And then for me, like I said in my other podcasts, something that I know for single parents, we kind of give these kids these big roles or responsibilities because it's like we need help because the other parents not involved. Mm-hmm. So I do put a lot on on Elijah, but then I have to realize Elijah is not a grown up. He's mm-hmm. still a teenager. So then I have to um you know dumb it down a little bit but still give him these chores I want him to do. Yeah. And then on top of that is like when he act up, I can't go 100% 
because on the fact that I, since I'm the primary parent, I can't be mean all the time because they're going to be like, well, I don't like it over here. I want to go over there. And I think that's where I'm at. Like, I'm learning that. I'm really learning that. Because I'm always like, rah, rah, rah. Yeah. And it's like whenever I tell them, hey, you want to eat out? Because it's like, thank God. It's like like, that makes me feel like crap because it's like I'm busting my behind trying to make sure I'm doing everything right. And it's like, I I understand that it can be stressful. Mm Mm-hmm. I understand it's a lot, but it's like you feel guilty as a parent, single parent, trying to make sure that your kid has everything that they need. And then they go over to the other parent, and it's like, okay, now I'm about to go have fun, and I can just be me. And it's mm-hmm. like, well, I wish it could be like that. All the time. Right, but it's just unrealistic. You know, there's things that need to happen, and we can't always have fun. True. And that's the thing, like, I tell Elijah um, about things, and, like, he definitely understands. And I, I'm thankful. I'm really thankful. I know parents talk about, oh, my God, my child is the best. But for me, I'm thankful and blessed because, like, he does understand. And uh, when it comes to things like that, and, like, I could be getting on his butt all day long, but then he would turn back around and say, Daddy, I love you. I appreciate everything. And that means a lot to me because, like, he does understand, like, you know, the the role I have to play. And I tell them all the time, I'm like, I don't want to be this dad that has to be down your throat or, or like, baby you. If I tell you to do something, mm-hmm. I want you to do it. I do want to have fun. I do want to do fun things. But we have to listen to what I say because I'm preparing you for the world because in, in my household, the punishment is a it's not okay now it's a spanking which I don't like to do and it's a, hardly I do, but it's time out or grounded from your Xbox or your phone or whatever. But th- this is temporary grounded. But once you get in the world and you break a rule, you going to jail. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to tell Elijah these things, even though he's a teenager. I still have to get him adults things to like tell him. Mm-hmm. And it, I mean, it does play with you at some point because you just like, I, of course you want to do fun things, but it's a lot that single parents that we go through that does not have the support. If I had support, things would be a whole bunch different, but I can't have something that I know that I can't have. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, cool. So I, I got accustomed to it. Yeah, I understand. I go through the same thing. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Is there anything else you want to talk about? No. You kind of mentioned about the hot topic. Oh, God. <laughs> you want to mention that? Or are you sure, gonna... we can go there. Okay, so if you did... I'm trying to make my ratchet side. Come on, come on. Always, come on. So... You didn't like what I said about the <laughs> feature. You want to go in details why you didn't like what I said. Um, You got to be more specific. What was it that I didn't agree with? I didn't agree with a lot of things. So You didn't agree with anything I said on the last podcast? Um, I didn't agree with um when you said that you feel like she's trying to get him for his money. I didn't agree with that because I felt like 
that they both made the decision to have sex with each other. He knew who he wanted to have sex with when he wanted to do it. Correct. And he knew as a grown man, you don't go into a situation having sex with someone and not know the chances of them getting pregnant, especially if you don't use protection. Correct. So as a grown man, Uh you understand these things before you lay down with a woman. Uh Uh-huh. Right? Uh Uh-huh. And then she ends up getting pregnant. And then now you want to blame her for wanting child support. Now, do I think that she should get, what, 50K or something like that? No. Because you don't need $50,000 a month to take care of a child. However, should he be responsible? Absolutely. So is she money hungry? Correct. She may be money hungry, but it doesn't excuse you taking care of your responsibility. You can't go crying about a situation that you put yourself in. And ultimately, you knew either it was either one of two ways that were going to happen. No, three ways. She was either not going to be pregnant, and you were going to continue to keep having sex with her. Correct. I'm pretty she sure that was, was the, gonna the plan. was going to be pregnant with the situation you're in now. Mm-hmm. Or you would have wrapped it up, and then 90% of it would have been not what was going on. I think she's money hungry. I think the fact that once you do your research and you see the the guy that if she if if it if, if it wasn't future, she would never have done it because she wanted the clout at the end of the day. It's it's a come up. Yeah, but it's not like she made the decision on her own. It's not like she handcuffed him to the bed and then decided to have sex with him. Like, no, it wasn't like that. It was consensual consensual. They both decided to do it together. So it doesn't matter what he knew about her. He decided he wanted to do it anyway. So, so why should he be, why should, is she getting bashed as much as she's getting bashed when he made the decision? That's what I don't understand. I don't understand either. All I know is the fact that. She knew that it was money involved and she wanted to take it at the end of the day. Okay. And she took it. And, and he knew that if he was to have sex with somebody unprotected, that the chances of them getting pregnant is pretty high. Yeah, correct. So he, I, I don't... He I don't, expected her to not keep the baby. Correct. Right. But how could you expect someone... Th- that's, the, that's the part where I have a, another problem with is that... Okay. When a man tries to tell a woman that they need to get rid of the baby because they want to excuse their responsibility. You have no idea what a woman goes through when they have an abortion. So why should you have that say so? Mm. I think, I mean, I can't really speak for that. Like, unless I say I don't want to do it, no one else should be able to make that decision. I don't know if it's a contract. I don't know if it was a fact that, hey, this is what it is. And these are the only terms that you're going to get, and then that happens. And like some, some, some women—not all women, but some women—will be like, "Yeah, I know, I know what you're about. You know, I'm not like one of these girls that want money." Or I understand. And if, he was stupid to believe it, and, and he still, at the end of the day, made a decision to have sex with her, whether he knew. First of all, okay. he's he's been in he's been in the limelight for a very long time. Mm-hmm. He's not, and he got all these people around him 
that help him make these big money decisions. You mean to tell me that a female that knows that she wants to have, be around someone for their money, that he's not going to think about, like, maybe she is or maybe she isn't? He's going to accept what someone says, like, oh, I'm not like that and this and that. He's going to fall for that? We see it uh, constantly. That's why I'm like, man, you got to have a contract. At the end of the day, you got to have a contract. A contract to say what? Like, if you get pregnant, you got to get an abortion? If I'm a rapper. Knowing that I'm having unprotected sex with you. If I'm a rapper. Oh, my God. Matter of fact, if I'm featured and I got, like, four or five kids and then I'm not, I'm going to a chick and we degree on I'm having a contract at the so end of the day so he might as well just have like a revolving door of women just coming in and out just to have sex because he wants to and not deal with any consequences to his actions he paying for obviously a chick wants obviously a chick wants the money so how much money do you want okay cool here's a check take care oh of it oh my god like that is so pathetic that I'm is saying, so pathetic I'm saying this is what he should have done if he wants it like that I'm not saying for me. I'm saying for him. I take care of my kid. Oh, my God. I'm just saying. He should have he should, he should learned. He, obviously, his support team doesn't really want oh, the best interest well for him. He might have a damn Playboy mansion so he can do whatever he wants. Have contracts here and everywhere. If he get his thing. He might as well. He should get his thing snipped. Get his thing snipped. You can do whatever you want to do. Uh, you ain't got to worry about that. Shout out to Feature, though. Shout out. (laughs) (laughs) Funny. That's, like, ridiculous. Like, you a grown man, and you don't want to handle your responsibilities because you don't like the person no more because you decided to keep the baby. Please. That's what I'm saying. I think it was a verbal agreement and that he ran with it. And And that's just me, you know, Thinking how he had thinking, that, that was it. He's like, okay, cool. You're not going to be like that? Okay, cool. And then that's what happened. Could he be that? Well, facts, but. That's stupid. I, like, I'm how pretty sure. You to, how many women you've come across? Like, come on. That's just retarded for you to think that way. That's stupid. But, well, he's obviously in the boat he in, so we'll see what happens. Do I agree with her getting as much money as she's trying to get? No. Yeah, she may be trying to come up, but he was stupid enough to do it. It's uh because like I don't know I don't know everything about it. Like I I have my own life, but this is what I I read. I didn't go in full detail, but maybe he probably had like another uh, uh, like a girlfriend at the time, or maybe he trying to you know turn things around and. He had a slip-up. <laughs> the violin is in the back. <laughs> <laughs> he had a slip-up, and oh that's what God. happened. I got a violin for you. <laughs> Whatever. That's what happened at the end of the day. I'm just saying. <laughs> okay. So, if, if you was future girlfriend, right, and then this 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 woman came out of nowhere and said, 
Future is pregnant by me. <laughs> Are you gonna stay with Future? It depends on the relationship. It depends. It depends. It depends on the person. It depends on the relationship, whether I feel like it's worth staying or leaving. It depends. It really depends. If you slip up again. It's not a slip up. I hate that word, slip up. <laughs> Stop saying slip up. It's not a slip up. A slip up indicates it's a mistake. You cannot mistakenly have sex with someone and have a child. That's not a slip up. That's not a mistake. That is a conscious decision that you make. It's not a slip up. Mm. <laughs> oh my God. How, how is that a slip up? No, you slipped in. You ain't slip up. I slipped in, correct. Okay. I so that's in. a mistake? I wasn't thinking with my brain. I was you, no, no, you was thinking. You were thinking because you wouldn't have done anything if you wasn't thinking. You made a decision. Wasn't a slip up. Okay. <laughs> I'm just saying. Like, <laughs> it's not a slip up. Like, I'm just saying. What is a slip up? I mean, at the end of the day, his track record speaks for himself. Right. So he's had, he's 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 nowhere. He cannot be given the excuse that he had a slip up. I definitely understand, but it's it's future we're talking about right yeah. now. So. Mm. Remember that one uh, topic I talked about? Uh, how did it go? Oh, if we're in a relationship, because you didn't, you didn't agree with me on this one either. What? If we're in a relationship and then you had uh, messed around and got pregnant by somebody else. Okay. Remember that conversation that we had? I think so. I think that's a question. If you're in a relationship mm-hmm. and the other person um, gets pregnant or have a baby like are you still gonna be in a relationship i think it just depends on the relationship that you're in so that's a big factor so you and this guy talking right and he goes slip up (laughs) (laughs) he messes up slipped in slipped out it's not oh go ahead continue and he tells you, hey, I got this chick pregnant, and she wants to keep the baby. And you going to do what? Mm, I don't know. It depends on if this is, like, a person that... I think it depends on if you were, like, in a legit relationship with this other person. Mm-hmm. Like, if this was just a chick you was, like, in and out, then that's different. I don't know there may be a chance that I would stay, depending on the situation. But if this was a person that you had a full-blown relationship with and she, her intentions were to be with you, then then no. Okay. So my answer is still the same. Like, at the end of the day... I'm it, a little bit more forgiving than maybe I should be uh-huh. because I, I just always give someone the benefit of the doubt that they can change. Or that they can be forgiven. Because if I do something and I mess up, I would want somebody to forgive me. 
So if I really want to work on what has happened and what I've done and like rehabilitate myself, mm-hmm. I would some, want somebody to give me that chance. So I always keep that in mind, depending on the situation. So if if he slipped, if he's you know did what he did, whatever. And he got a girl pregnant. You saying, okay, I can accept that as long as we work on what we got right now. But if you if you go did, knowingly like he did what he did, and you do it. Someone like retaliate? Sort of. Yes, yes. If you did that, do you think he's going to be more the same way how you felt? Or he no, going to act different? No, there shouldn't even be no, no relationship if you got to retaliate. Because that obviously means that you didn't forgive that person for what they did and you felt like you had to go do it to hurt them. Like, if I forgive someone for what they did and I want to work on things, I'm not going to go retaliate. Mm. That's that's backwards. I think a lot of women does that, though. Oh, I'm not a lot of women. I understand that. I definitely understand that. So, let's, let's, let's flip it. So, if you go do it... Uh, like, how are you going to tell that, you know, your boyfriend? How would I tell him? Yeah, like... I would tell him. This is what happened. Now, this is, a like I said, if it's a person I don't intend to be with, and then, you know, it's up to him whether he wants to work on things or not. I would want to be forgiven, mm-hmm. and I would want to work on things, especially if I feel like my relationship is worth keeping. But if it's someone that I've been in, like, a relationship with in and out, I don't expect him to want to stay with me. So would you go back? If if your boyfriend says no, would you go back to a dude you slept with? Mm, prob- mm, no, it depends. Okay. Okay. And you're cute with y'all? Yes. Okay. For me, I still say the same. At the end of the day, um, whatever, whatever happens on, on mine, if, if 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 I messed up, I'll have to be definitely, you know, uh, trying to, I guess, plead my case or listen. Whatever she want me to do, I do that because you know I have to own up to the responsibility that I had made and the decision I had made. But you would want to be forgiven, right? Correct. Okay. Now. If the woman did it. Here's where we, like, <laughs> here is where the bump comes in the road. This, this is this is this where is, we clash. This is it. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> this Let's is go. where we clash. So just wanted to be known. You would want to be forgiven. Correct. Right? Okay. Correct. Go ahead. Now, <laughs> if she did it, no. It's a That's rap. That's ridiculous. It's a rap. It's a wrap. It's it's a done deal. Why is it day. when a man cheats, a woman is so is a woman is how can I say it? Supposed to be forgiven. Yeah, it's like the standard of a woman is like a man can do whatever, and a woman has to stay there by their side and help them get through it and this and that. But then when a woman cheats. Like, a man's ego is, like, shattered to a million pieces. Why is that? It's the world we live in. So why is a woman subject to deal with a man and them finding themselves being with different women Mm -hmm. and then still holding on to someone who's holding them down? Why is a woman subject to hold a man down through everything that he may put her through? And then if the woman does the same thing, or maybe even a fraction of it, she's 
she gets dragged in the dirt. Why is that? That's the world we live in. I mean, that's that's, that's something that world. we never really figure out. I mean, at the end of the day, um, as as so a woman can't have a slip up. Never. Oh my god. Because because for for men or boys, I'm gonna say for boys, we the fact that like if we see something it's more it's more physical. Oh she got nice whatever. Nice whatever. And then for women it's more mental. It's 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 deeper than that. No. So that's why. A woman can go around and have sex with multiple men and go through the same things a man go through, finding themselves, figuring out what they want, figuring mm-hmm. out what they don't want. Women could do the same thing. The thing is, is that women are, like, women culturally are designed to be with a man and have a family and this and this and that. It's just, un. It's how can I say it? It's like frowned upon for a woman to go and have sex with multiple men if they want to. Correct. They a hoe. Correct. But a man could just, oh, he's just a man. Like, why is it like, like, that's ridiculous. That's that's the world we live in. I mean, I don't have an answer to that. And that's what, you know, men could be dogs and women could be I the female like dogs. women can do the same thing as far as, like, cheating on someone just because they feel like the person is attractive. I don't think that there has to be feelings involved. Like for me, right? And this is this is how I think. It is what it is. Um, if my son is, I say like seventeen, eighteen, and I walk in, and he with a female, I'm gonna be like a proud dad. <laughs> I'll be proud. I like that's my son right there. And then if I had a daughter and she's 17, 18, she has sex, I'll be mad. Because as men, we don't want to have the image of my daughter doing these things. Even though it's going to happen eventually. But as men, we don't want to do that because we always see her as my baby girl or no, tea parties and all that. No, it's because y'all know what y'all have done to women, and then you re- then realize that she is a woman and may have to go through the same thing. But that's when, if I have a daughter, I would definitely uh, let her know that she's beautiful. I would say everything that a man would say. So when a boy that likes her say it, she's going to be like, I already know that because my dad tells me that. So I won't have to worry about that as much. And that's good, but they should both have the same standard. I'll be hurt. My son, my boy, my daughter, heck no. Heck no. Not in my house. You agree or disagree? I disagree. Okay. Because that's how you develop girls into hiding things from their parents. Because they feel like there's a double standard. I don't see it, but all right. Mm-hmm. How you feeling right now about the podcast? I'm good. What? <laughs> I'm good. All right. Well, thank you so much 
for coming. I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Is there anything you want to say before you leave? Mm-hmm. Okay. Thank you for having me. No, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. This is, a, this is a definitely um episode I wanted to have before I end my series one. I appreciate it. Seriously. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> She's crazy. <laughs> Thank y'all so much for staying tuned. Um, We got more episodes on the way. Uh, I'm excited about it. I'm about to be um, finished with it. I got more stuff on the way. Thank you again, co-host. Nigua, thank you. Beautiful. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, This your boy, Fashion Lord T. I'm out. Peace.